Hello, friends, and welcome once again to everybody's favorite therapy-themed podcast. This is This Changes Everything. I'm one of your hosts, Sarah, and with me, as always, is everybody's favorite therapist and the person who kind of, I feel, is like if fall were a person. It's Therapy Jeff. (laughs) I love that. That is the best I mean, I really thought you were going to be wearing a plaid shirt today, Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. you surprised me with just like a regular crew neck. Like, I don't know, but... You do kind of feel like that. I feel like like if you were like a coffee drink, you would definitely be something in the like chai or like no, pumpkin, I'm just going spice for pumpkin spice latte. latte. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't want to like label you. Oh, like, label oh, me, babe. That's but, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I am there so fucking basic. Yes. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. God, it's so cozy in the fall, and I have all. Yeah. The, I'm buying all new clothes, and this is one of my new clothes. Oh. Just a crew neck, you know. I love a crew. I'm just gonna just like feel crew. real comfy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the new thing, right? To have like the uh, what do they call that? Silent luxury, where it's oh, like I've never heard of oh, that, but oh I, yeah, sounds like, great to me. Yeah, it's like <laughs> like um, think uh, Gwyneth Paltrow on trial. <laughs> you know, yes, like, sign me up. <laughs> not not really like loud. Wasn't it Gwyneth Paltrow that was on trial for scandal? Yeah, she she Yeah, yeah okay. I'm she, just making sure I don't I'm not mixing up my like, you know, rich white ladies. So Somebody like, was suing her because they ran yes. she they said that she ran into him and he was injured because of it. And yes. Yeah. Celebrity gossip and ski culture overlapping. <laughs> oh, it was such a dream. What a good time <laughs> for all. Uh well it's good to see you. How you doing this week, Sarah? I'm not doing okay. I'm a little bit under the weather. I'm a little bit, you know, like ugh, feeling yeah. that. I always get sick around Halloween and my birthday, which oh. is really just fall and spring. So mm-hmm. I think it's an allergy thing that, like, I don't know, like takes me down or like kids go back to school and then I get sick. I don't know how that's related to me getting sick, but somehow probably is. But besides that, you know, and I have that like kind of like truck driver like voice yes, that's like, you know every time i hear it on the podcast i'm always like oh who is that but <laughs> i don't know sounds like uh, i've been smoking a pack of cigarettes for a long time mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, i mean it works for you but it's it's that's, not the sarah that we know and love right 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 yeah. right mm-hmm. but how are you enough about me yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, had a pretty good week. Still doing lots of fitness almost every day. Oh. So I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. Um, I that got is a- the best thing for your mental health, right? Oh, my God. It is the number one best thing. I actually – I went to the doctor for the first time in seven years. Wow. <laughs> so that is a very grown-up thing to do. Good job. That's very good. And so I got like a full like physical to make sure that I'm in good tip-top shape. And she scared me. And I'm going to scare everybody else uh, that's listening if you're suffering from what I'm suffering from. Uh, I used to be an amazing sleeper, like sleeping eight to 10 hours a night. And then I got married and my wife was struggled from insomnia and her like anxiety seeped into me. And then I became like not a great sleeper. And then we divorced not because of the insomnia, but like, thank God I was like away from the insomnia. I was like so excited to get ready to go back into my eight to 10 hours of sleep. But I have never been able to get back into my long, deep sleeps. And so now I sleep maybe six to seven hours a night, which I was like, whatever, I'm functional. I'm fine. It's okay. And I tell this to my doctor. My doctor is like, well, you know, people that get six to seven hours of sleep instead of the seven to eight that we recommend, 
you know, you're the type of people that get early onset dementia. Oh, so God, maybe think about, about that. She's yeah. like, oh, you ruined my day. Like, no. No. And so she was like, what can you do? And I was like, nothing. I can't do anything. And she was like, well, when do you go to sleep? And I was like, I don't know, around like 11 or midnight. She's like, sounds like you should go to sleep at 10. And I was like, Ugh. So it's now I'm really being like put to, to bed early by my doctor and it's actually working. So I know. Isn't it awful when you do the things that they tell you and then you feel better and you're like, fuck, I got to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Eli's out of town right now and it's just like four days. And he's always the one who's like, well, time for us to go to bed. 10, 15, let's go to bed. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, one more episode. And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll go. And now that he's out of town, I was up till... Midnight watching nature documentaries. Ah, oh, sweet. Yes. And it was awesome. I love that. But yes. <laughs> then I was up at 5 a.m. like normal, which that's not good. What did she say about people with four to five hours of sleep? I mean, you, you die early instantly. onset. Yeah. I, I, right. Yeah, uh-huh. Please. Yeah, you're not going to live another year. I wonder year. I can't remember anything. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Mm. Yeah. So everyone, go get your sleep. Get your sleep. Get your ex- right. I, I, you know what I've been thinking of doing. I think I'm, at, hmm. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm give. I think I need to give up alcohol. Oh really? Yeah, I yeah. gave it up. But I've been not drinking for like three and a half years. Yeah, I think I need to do that because Why my body stop? is not liking it. It mm. just can't process it the same. That like it's it's messing with. Just everything. Like it's not even like I feel hungover the next day. It's just like I can't even do it. Like it's not. I feel so out of sorts and, you know, just like slowly poisoning myself. That's not good. Right. Yeah. And I think we've all, there was sort of, I think it was the 80s and 90s where the doctors were just like, one glass of wine a night is fine. But now we've debunked that. That's actually not a thing anymore. No amount of alcohol is healthy for us. So it's hard to make an excuse to drink. Yeah. Although, I mean, there's like plenty of like, it takes the edge off. You feel a little loose. I get, I understand the benefits, but not drinking at all is probably the healthiest thing. And then after my roofie scare, my roofie situation, I I can't, I'm like too scared to like, I'm like, I'll I'll have a water in a bottle. Thank you. Yeah. Bring those bottled waters into the club. Yeah. In your pocket. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So that's my new thing. We're like getting healthy in our, in our, Middle age over here, you know? Yeah. I, I've good. decided that I'm going to stop eating Chipotle because it doesn't, it gives oh. me a real bad butt. It is so and, funny. I had Chipotle for dinner last night. Oh God, <laughs> my body cannot take it. Also at the doctor, my doctor is like, this is TMI, but this is what we're here this for. We're here my for. doctor Come on, we're, like, we're about to dive into a, a, a whole episode on sex. There yeah, is no TMI so, here. Well, we're just going to get the gross stuff out of the way yeah, real well, quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my doctor's like, how many times do you poop a day? And I was like, I can't wait to tell you because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. For my whole life, basically, I poop like three to five times a day. My body is Whoa. so efficient. One thing goes in, the other thing comes out. It is okay. constantly working. I was like, you should study me in a lab. Uh, <laughs> like, is it consistent I, time? Oh my God. So consistent. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And she was like, this is concerning actually. Oh no. uh, Here you were thinking you were getting, going all braggy and she's I like, I know. And I was like, to break I think, it to you. so she might be a bad like doctor. A, to, like, she doesn't like, understand wanna, how the body I want works. a second opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Does so, she see many Jewish patients? Because uh, <laughs> yeah, like I'm Jewish, a little they're, nervous. They're, yeah, tummy 
issues. It just yeah. happens. And also, like, she gave she like gave me this like she showed me this picture of all the different types of poops, like all the oh, different yeah. ways. S formation. Uh huh. And I showed her. I was like, "Here's mine." And I was like, "And also." You could take mine and wrap it in a packet and sell it at Whole Foods. It looks so good. <laughs> like, it's the healthiest. Unless they eat You've heard it here, guys. Jeff thinks his shit don't stink. <laughs> it, it actually smells like steak. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So Just it like smells beautiful. Um, anyway, going to the doctor sucks. This is funny because on Brain Candy, I was talking about how Eli is very reg- – like, Eli has the same – I mean, it's the same story. And mm-hmm. I was telling Susie, my co-host, I was like, yeah, and you know what? It like doesn't even smell. And she made the same joke. She's like, oh, wow, you think your boyfriend's shit don't stink. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now we have to – maybe that's a thing. Maybe you guys are so, so regular. There's no time for it to like I don't back know. I up think and like get stinky. Yeah. Is that a thing? It probably signifies true love when you're when you don't think that your partner's shit stinks. Yeah, so it's just a good. It's a green flag for your relationship, mostly. That's a green flag. Speaking of poops, uh, we got a. I got a message from an Instagram DM, and uh, on our last episode, we were talking about how there's no really good words for a butthole except for maybe like chocolate starfish. Or golden starfish, we heard. That's a thing. I think that's just made up, though. I don't actually believe anybody (laughs) really says that. Um, But then I got a message, and they said, you know what? Instead of saying butthole or chocolate starfish, you can say love knot. That is is, so much better. Yeah. It's so much better. It's cute. Mm -hmm. It feels, like, adorable. Yeah. Like, what's the problem? It's just a little love knot. There's no problem with that. Exactly. So uh, you're welcome, everybody. Or thank you, Instagram follower. That's who you should be thinking. Yes. Yes. Let's take a time out from our sexy questions to give you the answer to hair thinning. And that is neutrophil. I didn't think that the day would come where I'd be like, yeah, I need Mm -hmm. a little help. But I am starting to notice in the... I guess you'd call this like the the crown your, of my head, like yeah, my right hairline, hairline uh-huh. and where my part is, definitely thinning out. And after I saw a before and after from one of our listeners who's been using Nutrafol for three months and has major scalp coverage, I'm I'm in. I'm all in. I'm going to do before and after pictures so that mm-hmm. you guys can see too because I got to keep this, this mane. This is like... This is a part All of your personality. It I mean, really is. is. Like, yeah, this is your identity. It really is. Sarah. Uh-huh. It's yeah. from from like postpartum to menopause to plant based yes. lifestyles. No matter your life stage, Nutrafol has these four unique formulas to support women, and it's each one is position formulated using drug free, science backed ingredients, so you get the most reliable results. But I know that this is also your favorite product to recommend to all your friends. Oh yes. I, I think maybe you. because, you know, I like live in a dry climate where there's just you know, breakage and like a lot of damage just from the environment. So I am handing this out like it's like Halloween candy. Here you go. You get some Nutrafol. <laughs> you get some Nutrafol. You get some Nutrafol. 
Yeah, we love it. So if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code CHANGES. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code CHANGES. That's Nutrafol.com. Promo code CHANGES. Well, we got many, many sexy questions from you guys. Questions about sex, questions about everything related to intimacy. And we're going to like pick up where we left off and dive right into these. Yeah. So what question do you want to start out with, Sarah? Hmm. Let's see. I love this one. Let's start with this one. Uh, filming you and your partner having sex. Hell yes or hell no. I, mean... I feel like we're going to disagree on this. Oh, no. Are we going to disagree? All right. You start first, Sarah. Hell no. Why hell no? Because when it's on the internet, it's forever. And you don't know what could happen to that. There is that. Yeah. And I I know people who have had their cloud hacked. Like things got out and stuff that they did not want out got out. Can't put toothpaste back in the tube, Jeff. Or the... the Sexy videos back in the can. (laughs) Now, every party has a pooper. I know. That's what Sarah is right now. I am. But if you think about like the legal implications and what it can do if it comes out, then sure. Yes. Uh, Maybe not the best idea. And especially for me and Sarah, since we're like kind of mini celebrities, right? Right. And look at us. We're gorgeous. There's that. Um, So people just like are curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't have anything against taking sexy photos. In fact, I encourage it. I think even if you're not even with somebody, I think we should just like love and and honor our bodies and where they are at different stages because old you is definitely going to be like, oh my God, look at how good I looked way back when. No matter what you think you look like right now, trust Mm. me, that is a fact. So I say like take all the pictures, but maybe like, Get the throwback disposable camera. Or I have a Polaroid camera. You you know, I've only used so it for retro. like birthdays and family events, never for sexy time. But it could be used for something like that. I guess if you have like a camcorder that's not connected to the internet in any way, then you can yeah. st- <laughs> Who has those? I Sarah, it sounds like you need to get one if you're gonna participate. No, in this. I don't want the video and plus I feel like well, maybe that's your kink. Maybe like watching yourself, you know, or there's like some element of, of like voyeurism in that. And I'm not shaming. I think if you want to do it, go for it. But I think sometimes people, okay, how about this? As somebody who was on reality television in 2008, I did not anticipate streaming services then. Mm-hmm. I did not think that people were going to be able to watch the shows like, you know, years. For, I thought it would be like like Netflix at the time was like they send you DVDs in the mail. That was mm-hmm. how that worked. Mm-hmm. That, who's going to order those? It'll probably, you know, people will forget about it. Nope. Now you can watch it and anytime, anywhere, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we don't know how these things are going to stick around or be attached to us later. And if you have a job, like people, if you have a job where, where it could be affected by 
you know, what information is out there, even though I think that sucks. And I think what you do in your sex life does not need to, uh, uh, you know, sure. who you are in your regular life. Yeah. And if somebody actually did hack into your phone and steal your sexy videos or pictures and post them on the internet, that's illegal. That's called right. revenge porn. They can right. be in big trouble. Uh, still that might not stop somebody from trying to post it anonymously. That's a thing too. Have you heard of the amateur porn festival called the hump film festival? Um, by Dan Savage created it. He first did it in Seattle and Portland where this looks like you're sort of recognizing it. So like, yeah, you because can I create... think when Eli and I first started dating, we were going to go to this, but the tickets yes. were either sold out. It's like, yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Tell me. So more. the hump film festival now tours the country. And what yes. you can do is you can shoot a five minute erotic film porn of you and whoever and send it into them and then if it makes the cut and they think it's good or funny or sexy or whatever then they include it in this like hour and a half show where they go to all the theaters and they show the porns and when they did this 15 years i think sorry like 14 15 years ago what they would do is you would send in your video and they would collect them they would show all the best ones at like a local theater and then they would literally burn all the tapes so that they did not exist so they only existed in the theater everyone had to put their phones away or not bring them in and it was this very and everyone like really loved how it felt really private and safe, and it was just this one little porn thing that you would do, and then it would never – it wouldn't follow you around anymore. And I've always wanted to submit my own porn to the film festival, but I've never been with somebody who's right. wanted to do that with me. But now I might – there's a possibility that I oh might goodness. have the opportunity to do this. However – they still tour and go throughout all the theaters, but now they also stream it online. And it's just like, oh, no. So oh, now somebody can record things. the stream yeah. or screen yeah. record. And now all of a sudden your porn is wherever that's on Reddit now, wherever they want to put it, you know? So yeah, now it doesn't see. feel very safe and secure. And I'm probably but not going to do that. That is really cool. That, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. So I'm more of a hell yeah, but. Uh, I knew you were going to be. Sarah is a hell no, and we both uh, have very valid opinions, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's really like we're showcasing. It's just a personal You know what? I wonder, though, if this – there aren't very many men who get fired for their porn, their naked pictures online. (sighs) And there are far more women who are like, I'm, I'm a PTA mom. And now all of a sudden I'm like not allowed to go to school because they found out that I did this when I was whatever age. And that you don't hear that. Like we have politicians who are like literally sending dick pics and then reelected. So, you know, I feel like it, it might be a little bit gendered here. It might be a lot gendered here. Yeah, okay. That's a really good point. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that's... There's more consequences for exactly. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. See, isn't it great? I want all women to know that there are men out there who absolutely recognize and understand and, and like will validate your feelings on these things. A lot of women think that they're, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. But Jeff is just one example of many of them. That will I do mean, that. I'm still unique that. and special in my own way. 100, percent yes. But I think yes, there's plenty of men that think away, yes. that think the same way that I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know we're talking all about stuff in the bedroom today, but let's talk about something else we do in the bedroom, and that's sleep. 
And a lot of us are having a really hard time getting a good night's sleep. If you're anything like me, uh, you know, I need like the right noises, the right temperature. Like I don't need, I do not want to be woken up to an alarm that sounds like, uh, like a panic button. I need gentle, I need calm. I want to like wake up with a slow sunrise and thank goodness Hatch Restore 2 is here for me with all of that. The Hatch Restore 2 is right by my bedside. I use it every night. And going to sleep is one of my favorite things to do after sex. So it's perfect for everybody listening to this episode. Uh, They have these like sweet little meditations. And like Sarah's saying, when you wake up in the morning, it's like they're sort of like gently kissing you awake. It's very sensual to me, maybe also to you. I personally like um, the white noise. It's just such a classic. Uh, But they, they have pink noise and brown noise. Brown noise. I love it. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's it's really good. I also love the the yeah owls hooting, the laundry slowly tumbling. Oh my god, I had no idea. Right, we do like this is something. If you're a parent, you know you you have like a sleep machine for your baby. It's like wow, my baby is so much better when they get a good night's sleep and when they're rested. Why do we forget to do these things as adults? This is a sleep machine for a grown up. Yeah. And sleep is like the number one thing that I think you need to do in order to stay healthy and alert and live a long life and feel mentally clear. And right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of a Hatch Restore 2 and free shipping at hatch.co slash TCE. Sleep deeply. Wake gently with Restore 2. Go to hatch.co slash TCE to get $20 off and free shipping. That's hatch.co slash TCE. Okay. Let's see. Next question. How can I get more comfortable with making noises while having sex? We talked about this a little last time because you love talking about dirty talk, apparently. I do. Well, Uh, because so many people are doing it wrong. Right, right. I I have very rarely been in a situation where somebody's made an attempt to talk dirty to me and and it's added to the situation in a – like enhanced things. It Mm. seems to – in that's only happened maybe one time out of – I don't know, maybe 20 times that somebody's tried – it takes you out of the moment whenever? Yes. Yeah. Or, or mm-hmm. I like, I'm like, what the, what, the, what the fuck is he talking about? Or like, that was stupid. Or like, <laughs> why do you say stupid. that? I get like judgy. Ooh. I see that. Uh-huh. Yeah, clearly. It's like, and I think that one of the problems is that this isn't a thing that's discussed or negotiated before. Like if the subject matter or what they're talking about is something that I'm not into or makes me feel uncomfortable, then it would be bring me out of that situation. So I mm-hmm. think so much of of making any kind of noise in the bedroom has to start, like all things, with good communication. Yes. Good communication before you even start getting sexy. Asking straightforward questions of, do you want to do dirty talk? What does it sound like? What would you want to say? How can we make sure that it's you know reinforcing the sexiness that we're having and not taking you out of the moment? However, this question is more about just like making noises yes. while having sex. Um, so could be dirty talk or it could just yeah. be groans and moans, right? Yes. I'll, I'll tell you a little personal story. So mm. I was somebody who for a long time just mimicked the sounds that I heard in porn that were not accurate for me. Like 
do you hear this voice? Mm-hmm. This is a deep voice. Mm-hmm. The, 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 we were not doing any high-pitched like moans and groans <laughs> at all over here. Mm-hmm. So there was a there was a, a moment. I think I watched some like sex-related like documentary or something that was talking about the sounds that how females are they make sounds when they have sex and it is something specific to our species and specific to women and men don't, I mean, they can still have make noise when they have sex, but it's different. It's different for like what it does. I don't know in the whole interesting biology or evolution for us. And so I, I, this was like in the, I'm never going to fake it again stage. And that meant I'm never going to fake the orgasm, never going to fake like the moans and groans or anything like that. And so I started just making the sounds that are normal for me. Eli has informed me, nobody else told me about this, that I make noise that is so deep that at first he was like, he's like, if she did it again or it would continue, like I would have to, he he wanted to say something. (laughs) Like he was going to be like, what's happening there? But like, I had no idea that I even did this. Apparently I make some weird low decibel guttural moans yeah, that so but i didn't even know that i did this and it wasn't until he started talking he did it in a very nice way but even in doing it in a nice way made me feel a little self-conscious about it later yeah yeah because a lot of times if you're making noise you're like really letting go and being in the moment and being your authentic sexy self and if somebody makes a comment about that then you might start questioning and holding back from getting so you know uh how can you feel more comfortable making noises you can talk about it like we're saying um you can also encourage your partner to make noises and let them know that when when they make noises, you feel turned on. Uh, you can uh, start slow, start small, right? I think that is the mistake I made. I mm. did not start slow and maybe I got a little too comfortable too fast or, you know, and, and he wasn't prepared for that because after I talked about it with him and said, like, that means you're doing the best job ever because I wouldn't even make that noise unless... I must be like really enjoying myself. So now he sees it as like, uh oh, should I make the noise? What, what am I got to right. get her to make the noise? So it becomes yes. like a sexy thing and, and something that's okay and accepted and now no shame after uh, it's talked about. Mm-hmm. It's so it. funny. All the things that can take us out of the moment, something that can take me out of the moment is music. Um, I hear this from people and it's the mm-hmm. complete opposite with me. Tell me mm-hmm. more. Because it feels like I need to like fuck you to the rhythm of the music, oh. and uh, and if there's if there's lyrics, then I'm thinking of that person, uh, and if there's no lyrics, I'm just like this is so contrived, um, and and so it like it really it makes it so that it feels like I can't be completely liberated and free because there's a soundtrack that's sort of guiding us, yeah. uh, so I resent it, yeah. Oh. Soundtrack, <laughs> but do best. you keep that in mind? Like, is it guiding your love making? It helps me feel more present in that moment and less in my head. <sighs> it's almost like adding another sensory. Hmm. Um, I'm sure it, I, it would the same thing would ha- happen if I really listened and listened mm-hmm. to like mm, I don't know the sounds my partner were making. 
Sure. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So if you want to listen to music with me, you got to put headphones in, babe. Just wow. put those like I, earbuds I in. I love listening to music and Eli is not a fan of me. Like, we just like don't. I don't know why. He probably feels the same way you do. Once I had a guy tell me that we, the music that I was listening to and I was like super into it was giving him anxiety. What music is this? Uh, I can remember what song it was. It was uh, a song by Kanye West. Which, you know, Kanye West would give give people anxiety. It was like a really sexy song he had. It was Mm. with Tiana Taylor was in the music video for it. Oh, God, she's so beautiful. And I can't remember what the song's called. But it, it was, I love it. And it sounds very like, almost like animalistic and and Mm. like very primal i Mm. think that's the word like primal Mm -hmm. and and i i feel like it's so sexy and and just makes me want to like but apparently one person's turn on is another person's anxiety inducing a panic attack (laughs) exactly i remember the first time before i had sex for the, for the before I had sex for the first time, it felt like it was really important for me when I did have sex for the first time to have sex to a specific song, oh. so that I could always be like, I had sex to this song. I lost my virginity to that song, and so I made that happen. Oh my god, what was it? Remember that this is the nineties. Yes, you know, I was a nineties boy. And what boys to men song was it? <laughs> oh God, I hope I wish it was a boys to men song. Ah! <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's worse. It depends on you and what you think of this song. Uh, Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh my god! I, I know, hate cringe. Oasis. And I like got so close to getting as far into the chorus, but I did not make it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why did you choose Wonderwall? Is it, it was like romantic. romantic? <laughs> okay, I th- are, I, it was like my like... favorite song. It was romantic. This, I mean, wow! <laughs> I am forever gonna think of. Well, you know, it's fine. I think I don't think you might actually improve the song for me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> wow! Not a fan, I guess. No, uh, not. I don't. I don't know why. I really don't like that. Oasis. Oh my god! I love Oasis, and yeah. I love that wow. I lost my virginity to Wonderwall. That is very. That feels on brand. It's on brand. It's on. Brand. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Makes sense. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Next question, Sarah. Okay, this is a tricky one, I think. Um, How do I tell my partner that his penis stinks without hurting his feelings? And we can just expand this to, like, anybody's parts stink, even your love knot, which might be a little stinky, right? Right. Right. Um, So what do you do? Where do you start? I feel like, okay, let's let's look at the circumstances and situation. If this is like you guys just got off of a, I don't know, like plane, you've been traveling for 12 hours and you just got off of a plane and nobody's taken a shower yet. And you, but like, there's nothing worse than like that after an airplane, oh, like, God. like sweat that, ugh. 
then maybe we give them the free pass and like we do something like, oh, let's like maybe like take a shower together and start hooking up in there and then go to the bedroom. But if this is something that is consistent, we're talking about some habits here. We're talking about like, you know, and I think especially I'm a very sensitive gal. So I Mm. need somebody to be clean for my own pH and all that. And when they are not, things can get thrown off. And I have had in the past have conversations of like, and I kind of put it, you know, like any, uh, anytime we're trying to bring up something sensitive, I try to use that I language Mm -hmm. and those I statements and talk more about my experience with whatever's going on than anything that'll feel like finger pointing or shaming or blaming. Like, ew, wash your dick. Probably not going to go over too well, but me saying, you know, I am like super sensitive and, you know, I just need like to feel clean down there. Can we just like put some effort into just cleaning up so that everybody stays healthy and it, you know, all that. Yeah. And it's like, it's a, you know, it's a real turn on when you smell. Yeah really clean or like lavender or whatever, you know? Um, and so can we do this because it'll totally get me off and I'm excited to go down on you when you smell like flowers. I don't know. Right. Or Irish spring, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a man soap, Irish spring. Mm-hmm. Now I have absolutely no evidence or studies or research to back this up, but I just want to like <laughs> okay. float a theory by you. Let's hear it. Do you think that, because I'm like thinking of in in my past of different relationships and and things like that, do you think that there is any link between like pheromones and our attraction to somebody and how accepting or rejecting we are of their body odors? Uh, Yeah, I've been, I was thinking about this too, that if you're... If you're really into somebody, then their quote unquote stink is going to be like a turn on for you or their body odor is going to do it for you. Um, And if for some reason they're just, it's not, then maybe it means that you're not completely into it or feeling it. I don't, but yeah, we don't have any evidence to back this up. This is... And Sarah's I think it's a theory. That's, uh-huh. that's all it's a this theory, is. and we've heard this theory before. And and we should try to figure out if it's actually a myth or not. I think it's, I think it's a myth. I think that this isn't true for everybody. It's tricky because there's so much shame around this because we don't want to be like stinky, you know. And but sometimes and bodies I, smell. They do, and mm-hmm. and you know another thing is especially with women that smell is an indicator of health Mm. down there and what's Mm -hmm. going on. And Mm -hmm. so I have had the conversation with Eli and other partners. Like I want to be informed. Like if, if you are, you're like able to get up in there a little more than I am sometimes. (laughs) So I want any information. And if you come and you're like, Hey, you know, it's, it's just different then maybe that's a sign. I need to like Mm. go to the doctor Mm -hmm. or something. Mm hmm. You know, so that let's, let's, and I think if we, on either side, whether it's uh, whichever partner, you know, I think if we do it without shaming them and, and understand what we're looking to accomplish, we want to fix the problem, not make somebody feel bad about the problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe it's something that they aren't even aware of. So, yeah. 
So yeah, so just to just like give quick... them soap for their birthday or something. <laughs> give them soap for the don't do that. <laughs> Subtle. Yeah. So just to be clear, if your boyfriend's penis is stinky, you don't say wash that stinky di- dick. You say don't like say you know what would turn me on is like a really fresh smelling body mm-hmm. and. Yeah. And let's take a shower together, whatever, you know, like, so the I statements like Sarah's talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a good one. A good question. Do men tend to emotionally connect as much as women after sex? And I wanted to talk about this because this is a problem of mine. This okay. is like, this is a thing that happens. This is a thing that I always have to be very conscious and work on. Um, which is what a lot of us call just like aftercare. So you have yes. sex, you're both satisfied, the sex stops. And then once the sex is over, I'm usually just like, let's go get something to eat or I'm gonna go to sleep or I start joking around and I'm silly when, uh, my partner typically wants to be intimate and cuddle and be cute and maybe talk about the sex and all the, like the fun things that we did or the things that we're going to do next. And even though... Like I tell people to do that and I, and I do do that. It's something that I have to kind of force myself to do because that is not something that comes naturally. And there's actually this thing that happens to men, people with penises, where there's this like, uh, where prolactin is released into the bloodstream and it triggers the body's recovery phase where you may experience a period of refractory time. You may have heard of refractory mm-hmm. time. And during this time, the body's less responsive to sexual stimuli, and it may take longer to achieve an erection or an orgasm. Also, like, sometimes I'll just masturbate just to, like, clear my fucking head, right? Mm-hmm. There's just something that happens where it's like, okay, I've masturbated, I've had sex, and now I can, like, start thinking practically and logically and not, like, have this sex brain sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, distracted by whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes when I, like, go into the refractory p- time or the refractory period and this prolactin is released into my bloodstream, I am just not sensitive and sweet and cute, which goes against how I want to be after sex. Interesting. Okay. So I, I hear you say it doesn't come naturally to you to do that aftercare portion and to, you know, be cuddling, blah, blah, blah afterwards. But does it feel good after you do that? You know, it's almost like exercise doesn't come naturally to me, but as we know, we do it and then it feels good afterwards after you kind of push yourself to. So do you get the benefits from I do. that? Yes. Okay. So if I if I just stay and do aftercare and have cuddles and sweetness, then I do feel even more intimately connected and I like it. So it is a little bit like working out is that I have to kind of force myself to do my fitness, but while I do it and then afterwards, I feel like I've really gotten something from it. But I want to say that like if you're if you're dating a man or you're in a relationship with a man and they're just like check out and there's like what are we going to eat let's watch the game after sex it doesn't mean that they don't love you i still love you but i don't want to do the cuddles like biologically i just don't wow. feel like doing it uh so men dudes guys with penis whatever like force yourself to do it you will enjoy it and your partner probably will like it too yeah Mm-hmm. This is not Eli. He is a cuddler. Oh, good for Eli. Yeah. Probably yeah. more than me. Oh, really? I am like, okay, I'm ready. Huh. Let's go. Yeah. Carry on. But no, he's good at 
I think somebody trained him on this. It must be like that because he puts in effort. It looks like. <laughs> I got a message about Eli. Oh, really? Uh, this is always funny when it, I don't get it, but other people who are connected to me, what did they say? They said, hey, longtime listener, I love your podcast. I live in Australia. I don't like it when you call Eli America's boyfriend. Oh. He's also Australia's boyfriend. Oh! <laughs> he's going to love that he's, one. He's Oh, that's great. He's international. Oh, this is fun because anytime now in like at family events, anytime Eli is doing something that nobody right. likes, his mom's like, that is not very America's boyfriend of you. <laughs> nope. I don't like that. So yes. He's great. Shaming. We love her for mm-hmm. that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. Okay, so let's see. Next question. Next question. Um, oh, I like this one. This feels like it's kind of related. How do I not feel bad if my partner doesn't finish? There's a lot of, you know, uh, sex is successful if both of you orgasm. And if you make your partner orgasm, then you're good at sex. Like that narrative, that messaging, we picked it up when we were little and teenagers. And it's still floating around all over the place till this day. Everything is concentrated on the orgasm. And it's usually pretty like um, heterosexual, you know. Yeah. Penis male goes in orgasm. vagina. And yeah, the male orgasm is the thing that needs to be constant because the male has to be pleased. Um, so it's you're feeling bad most likely because you've been influenced by all these stupid fucking patriarchy messages that we've been receiving consciously and subconsciously all the time. So it's about really deliberately redefining sex so that you're not doing it like the patriarchy is telling you to do it. Yeah. What Mm -hmm. is the goal? I think discussing what you're looking to get out of the experience, what the goal is, what's our intention here? If you hang your hat or like, like you make the goal, like, oh, everybody finishes. Well then like, what's, why? Then why don't, why not masturbate? Why not just do Mm. it by yourself? Like there's more to it. There's more to the sexual experience than everybody finishing. If you were to ask couples, like, why do you even have sex? They'd probably say things like, oh, it it uh, is a physical representation of our love. It's time for us to be together. It's the closest and most personal I can feel with my partner. If you are experiencing those things but not finishing, that's successful sex to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, talk about what good sex is. You'd be mm-hmm. surprised at, at how infre- infrequently – I hear the answer, I come, when I t- ask that question or talk about that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's about feeling good, feeling connected, feeling intimate. And all of those things happen outside of the orgasm, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, orgasms are great, though, and I hope you're all having a lot of them if that's what you're wanting. Yes. Uh, but it's just one part of the sexual experience. Yeah. Um, but if you're feeling bad because you or your partner uh, 
don't quote unquote finish, then you should also talk about that. I mean, that's, I guess, our answer to every single one of these questions is talk to your partner or partners about this, right? Um, But let them know that you feel anxious or that you feel guilty. It's sort of connected. I think, was it last episode? We also, did we talk about, um, yeah, you mentioned real quick, um, if you feel, if you start to feel guilty because your partner is going down on, down on you for too yeah. long and you're like, oh, you made that one suggestion, Jeff, where you're like, ask your partner to go down on you for as long as they feel comfortable and they get to decide when they get to stop. So you can like see how long there's just a lot of guilt of, ah, oh my God, they're spending too long on me or, oh, I'm not orgasming quick enough or something. Uh, understand that that's normal for that to come up and that you should talk to your partner about it so that they can validate and understand your feelings. And you can be punk rock, anti-capitalist rebels by not focusing on the orgasm every single time. Absolutely. And, you know, Mm -hmm. here we're assuming that it maybe we're assuming that it's uh, uh, the male partner that didn't finish, but it could be the female partner that didn't finish here. If we're talking about heterosexual relationship, uh, I will say I was in a relationship, uh, where I felt like we were dating this guy and I felt like he cared more about me Mm. getting off than I did. Mm -hmm. And it became something that like, uh, this goal he had to achieve or, or, and it put in a way, a lot of pressure on me mm-hmm. to where then it became a turn off where I wanted to avoid engaging and wanted to avoid even starting sex because I knew it would be like, Oh God, now I got to like focus and do this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not like in the mood and sometimes you're just like stressed and it's been a long day and it's just not going to happen. And the last thing I need is somebody, you know, th- th- killing my whole evening because they're like <laughs> dead set on, some mission that like only they, that funny. is self-serving it's, it, it, it is it's selfish even though it it's like right. he, he can maybe be like no this is selfless i'm right. concentrating on you babe you know um but it's really about your like if you feel like you're good in bed then you're gonna right. make her cut you know um like, this isn't even what i want like yeah how yeah. you know so that's again the communication before like what is good sex what how do you know that you've had good sex? And like, I could mm-hmm. feel just as, as close and intimate with like times where I've gotten like a back massage. That, yeah, totally. You know? And there's also some like toxic masculinity stuff in here. Cause I know that if I don't have an orgasm, then there's a narrative that goes off in my head where it's just like, well, I'm not a man, a good man, like a, a tra- yeah. like there's something wrong with me. My man card should be taken away because every man should easily be able to orgasm. Oh, anytime we hear the word should. Right. It's yeah. sh- shouldn't all over the place. <laughs> exactly. I should always yeah. be able to orgasm or the woman is just like, I should be able to easily bring you to orgasm. It's such a fucking trap. Yeah. It is. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so just one type of sex. There are so many like different kinds of people and abilities having sex in so many different ways. And like everybody mm-hmm. just relax. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Next question which I feel like is going to be a very similar answer. Just relax. Uh, how do I handle a discussion with a partner who doesn't like me to masturbate? Yeah, this is, I hear this more often than I 
like always imagine I hear this? I think it's younger people. Do you? It's do you think it's younger women not liking that their male partners masturbating? Yeah, and the, yeah, the, that's what, what I, I get to. It, it seems like they feel betrayed. They feel like they should save their guy should like save all of their energy, sexy energy for them. Or I've heard that like, well, if you masturbate, then are you going to even want to have sex with me? Um, there's like some jealousy and insecurity. It also might be tied to these dudes like watching porn and then these women being like, am I even, am I just yeah. as hot as the porn that you're watching? Um, so it, it seems like it's pretty deeply tied to insecurity. Um, yeah. But it also could be maybe, I don't know, is it like a religious thing? I, I don't I'm not good. With That's another that layer. That is not, there's, yeah, maybe like some shame, what it means. Like, what are the, uh, you know, that's all, that's always a, a place, a good place to start. What is the meaning that you make from your partner doing this? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're, and mm-hmm. you can even ask this as the person who's asking this question. How do I handle a discussion with my partner who doesn't like me to masturbate? Well, start with what is the story that you make around? Well, that sounds like a therapist talking, not a partner talking to you. But this is sometimes how you have to talk. Sure, you know, sure. what, is, what is the meaning that you make what, that from me masturbating? What is the story that you have in your head about what it says about us and our relationship when I do these things? So, yeah, there's some meaning that they're creating. And, and having a conversation about what that is is going to help everybody just get on the same page and maybe, mm, I don't know, put the partner's worries to rest. And also, yes, 100% what Sarah said. Uh, a good reminder, though, is that uh, you don't get to tell me what I can do with my body. Right. right. Or yes. think or anything or th- like that. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if I want to masturbate, then I get yeah. to masturbate. It's my body. I get to make that decision. You don't get to make the decision for me. Um However, that being said, I guess, uh, if somebody is masturbating exclusively and not doing any sexy things with their partner, then that's something to take a look at. Uh, Why is that happening? Do you feel more comfortable masturbating instead of having sex? What's the story, you know, like Sarah's talking about for both of you that's happening there? Um, and, And just sort of, you know, I think and I imagine Sarah also thinks that like, there is nothing wrong with masturbating while in relationship. Nothing uh, And it's, it's also Did it this just, morning. Yeah. It's routine <laughs> maintenance, you know. Routine maintenance. And it feels good and it's fun and we should all be masturbating all yeah, the time. it's fine. Yeah. And it's also kind – I mean it's, it's not uncommon like Sarah's saying that like you might feel bad if you're – partner is master. There's just some sort of insecurity that you might experience. And if that's the case, talk about it. What's the story about it? How can you change it? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how is it affect? What role is that playing in the relationship? You can almost talk about it as this like third party. That's like, yes. you know, when masturbating is a part of your life, it distracts from the sex that we have. I feel like we're not engaging as much that, you know, mm-hmm. More than stop masturbating. I don't want you to do that, which then let me tell you, that never works. Telling somebody to <laughs> repress a behavior, going to have the opposite effect. Right. Uh, Sarah, I'm going to ask you three questions. I want you to give just real mm. short answers, okay. maybe uh, yes or no, just yes or no. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Should a person never fake an orgasm? Yes. Yes, they should never fake it. 
<laughs> yeah, that's, that's asked that's, weird. That's okay. w- written <laughs> weird. Basically, don't fake it. Yes, don't fake it. Okay. Yes. Uh, next question. Can that is we... the, this is the one time oh. where fake it till you make it oh, doesn't Sarah. apply. I know I'm the worst at <laughs> this game. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay, I'm back. I'm back. Next question. Can we have sex with an axe? Yes or no? I'm going to say... Just don't do it. No. I mean, it's... oh. Yes, if it's just sex, but it's never just sex. <laughs> too risky, Sarah says. No, too risky. Next, Don't next do question. it. question. Can sex too early risk the longevity of a relationship? Yes no. or no? No. No. There you go. I do not think so. That whole like, oh, we have to wait three months until... No, doesn't matter. Mm-mm. It's more about the communication and all that. Yeah. What would your answers be for those questions? Um, is it ever okay to fake an orgasm? Uh, I mean, sh- I guess the, the, the question is, should a person never fake an orgasm? Yeah. Uh, I agree with you that you should, you shouldn't fake orgasms. Um, I can, what, is there ever a situation? I, there's I mean, probably if, a situation if there's where a gun to my head and somebody's like, like you know, you better orgasm like, when I'm going to uh, shoot America's your, boyfriend. Your loved one is tied up to, yeah, to a railroad <laughs> tracks and the, like, uh, you know, some weird way that would probably get me off faster. I don't know how, but like, oh, okay. Like that, like, I don't know how that'd be turned into my kink or something. It's a dangerous okay. game to play, but yeah. So maybe like something, I can't imagine a situation where you're not going to set a, a but what if Sarah, what if you're with that guy who's just like kind oh of God, obsessed with it, making you, it, yeah, so then Sarah's faking yeah, her yeah. orgasms, okay. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> can we have then sex with an he'd probably be ex? like, I know you're faking it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I tell all my clients to not have sex with their ex. I tell all my friends to have sex with their exes because <laughs> I love the drama. <laughs> I and I don't get to I don't I'm not allowed to give bad advice as a therapist. Right. So I'm just gonna right. give it to all my friends. So well what um, do you imagine have will come from having sex with your ex? Yeah. And like Sarah's saying, if it's just sex, but the thing is is that it's it's usually pretty hot. Um yeah. but you need to understand the consequences. And Sometimes you end up married to that ex again and then you're like, damn it. That's right. Fell for it. I might recommend uh, if you're struggling on whether or not you you should have sex with your ex, first masturbate, and yeah. then once you have that out of your system, do you really think you should? That's a very good idea. Or like, can you find somebody that looks like your ex to like just hook up with? <laughs> find a doppelganger. Yeah, just like squint. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, there it. you go. And then the last one: can sex too early risk the longevity of a relationship? No, but this is oh. but this is a. This has been a message from, you know, that's been floating around for a very long time. But. We can dump that message and the wait three days before calling. But any of those oh, stupid God, games yeah. that feel, felt like, a, I don't know, a thing of like the 80s and 90s too. Mm-hmm. Let's dump those. Those yeah. are dumb rules that dump. you do not need and don't, don't. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There right, you have Sarah. it, folks. 
So many wonderful, sexy questions. If you guys have sexy questions, you can give us a call. That phone number is available on our uh, Instagram. You can find out the number to call to leave us your voicemail with all of your questions, or you can just slide into our DMs on there. We are always looking for more material and want to, you know, answer please you. questions. Yeah, exactly. You want to meet your want to please you. Oh, yes, Jeff. That was way sexier. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> okay. we, want, we are here to please you. Yes. <laughs> Okay, bye. We'll see you next time. Bye.